Welcome to the Green Up Possibilities podcast, empowering you with information about what is possible, improbable, and nearly impossible with money. Brought to you by Green Up Wealth Management. Hi, I'm Daniel Grulick, Chief Investment Officer at Green Up Wealth Management. And I'm Aaron Kirsch, Chief Client Advocacy Officer at GreenUp. On September 14, 2021, we released a podcast discussing the potential impacts of infrastructure spending. Now that a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill has passed, we'll take a look at what's in the bill, what it means for the economy, and how it may impact your investments. Aaron, we should mention that the infrastructure bill definitely has a political side to it. So we're going to stay away from weighing in on politics for this conversation. At GreenUp, our job is to remain politically agnostic. We have clients on both sides of the aisle. We do not control what happens in Washington. I wish we had influence over fiscal or monetary policy, but we don't. So our responsibility is to navigate the political and economic realities of the current situation to make sure that you can achieve your financial objectives. Great point. Thanks for that, Dan. Let's talk about what's in this spending package. That's the trillion-dollar question, Aaron. This bill is about $1.2 trillion in size, and it has $550 billion in it of new money for traditional infrastructure such as transportation, broadband, and utilities. Now, right now, our current infrastructure is rated as a C-, so that $550 billion is certainly warranted. There is no tax increases, so theoretically, you and I will not be paying for this, although... As I think you can probably tell, I'm a little skeptical of that. But as of right now, what we do know is that it will push the economy forward. It will push inflation forward. And it has some very interesting aspects, such as water infrastructure and broadband that have not been considered in traditional infrastructure bills. Will it be spent efficiently? I hope so. And I hope so too, Dan. Uh, You had mentioned that this is going to push the economy forward and possibly push inflation forward. Please give us a little insight about how this is going to affect the economy. Aaron, you know me well, and this is a topic that I love to talk about overall. And really what it boils down to is that infrastructure, whether it be this bill or infrastructure bills in the past, have been great catalysts for GDP growth. Now, I do think it's important to take a step back and talk about what GDP is. So GDP means gross domestic product. The reason that we reference it is it's basically the total market value of all finished goods or products in the United States or in a country's border. So in other words, it's the economic metric that allows us to see whether our economy is growing or not. And when we're talking about growth and we have a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, it does start to get tough to be pessimistic when you're thinking about the economy. Infrastructure adds jobs. And one of the things that we worry about with the economy is high unemployment. So that's one plus right there. Infrastructure provides wage increases. One thing we look for in a healthy economy is increasing wages. That's two pluses. Will this push us back into the economic cycle? I do not know. But what I do know is that without this infrastructure bill, we were in a little bit of a tough spot. You know, right now, if you look at what the CPO is writing or is projecting, they're projecting that this year we're going to be at about 7.4% growth for our GDP, which is fantastic. Uh, Aaron, I think if we look at historical numbers, we're pretty happy with 2 to 3% GDP growth on average. So 7.4% is great. But next year, it goes down to roughly 2%. And in 2023, it slows down to about 1%. And that's really getting very close to recession 
types of numbers. And so when we talk about this infrastructure bill and the growth that it may provide, really, in my mind, this keeps us out of having the conversation about a recession in the next year. Well, that sounds pretty good, Dan. Are there other positives you see as well? Most certainly. One of the most important positives that I think this bill does have, and again, is typical of infrastructure bills, is right now, Aaron, you and I sit recording. I'm recording from Michigan and you're recording from California. And this bill, we will both see in our local communities improvements from this bill. So it's going to be very far reaching. It's not going to just be one part of the U.S. or one part of infrastructure that sees an, an upgrade. This will be something that should touch a lot of Americans, which is fantastic. As with everything, Dan, there are good things and there, there are some bad things involved. What negatives do you see in this infrastructure bill? Unfortunately, Aaron, with all actions, there tend to be some type of negative externalities that occur or, or negatives for the plan. So right now, there's a startling negative that the infrastructure bill has, which is inflation. If you turn on the media any time in the last six months, you would have heard the term inflation, whether it be transient or not. And infrastructure spending is like pouring fuel on the fire of inflation. In the last year or so, we have seen the money supply, which is basically just all of the dollars that are floating around in the U.S. economy, increase by roughly 15%. That is a massive jump. And that's because of all of the government stimulus that's in the economy currently. The infrastructure bill is going to be forcing more money into the economy, which will not help inflation, but hopefully will spur economic growth to basically outpace inflation. We'll see. We've got some positives and we got some negatives with this infrastructure bill. And Dan, you mentioned that the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, tries to figure out how much this is going to cost, where the money is going to come from, and what kind of financial benefits this will have to our economy. But there are some things that we just can't quantify. For instance, we know that lead affects children's brains and their behavior. So having clean water means that we're going to have a better quality of life for those kids when they grow up and they should be better adults for it. And of course, it's always good to know that driving over a bridge, knowing that it's not going to collapse when you drive over it, how do you quantify that? You know, that is a crazy thing, Aaron, to even have to think about and one that I don't want to think about. But going back to the, the numbers behind it, first off, I think we all just want to make sure that if we're going to be providing water for individuals, that it's clean. So the clean water makes sense. But if I have to quantify it and look at the economic benefit, the hope is that down the road, those individuals will develop better, will become better employees or better workers, and that should boost GDP. So there is a hope that long term, all of this infrastructure bill that's not traditional infrastructure will make the lives of Americans better, pure and simple. All right, Dan, let's move on to the next topic. How will this infrastructure spending affect our clients' investment portfolios? And really, Aaron, you're getting down to the nitty gritty of what we at GreenUp do. There's no way to get around it that this bill and this extra spending will put more pressure on interest rates to go up. And we were already were in a spot to where interest rates were going to be increasing over the next couple of years. The other thing that I think people don't think about as much is when there is more liquidity in the market, it encourages people to take more risk. I think a perfect example is if you look at the EV or the electric vehicle market right now, you're seeing companies that people have never heard of before that aren't routinely looking at automotive, such as Lucid or Rivian, who are all of a sudden, they have little to no sales and they're valued more than GM or Ford. It is crazy out there right now. So 
when we look at what is going to happen with this infrastructure bill, I think there's two sides of it. We have the stock or the equity side, and we have the bond or the fixed income side. Well, if this is going to encourage people to take more risk, typically the equity side should continue to go up. Equity is also a great way to protect against inflation over a long period of time. So we're going to continue to be, let's say, risk on in that category. In the bond category, however, we're going to see bonds having a bit of a difficult time with inflation. When interest rates go up, bond values tend to go down. And we're still in a spot in the economy to where there is some trepidation on what long-term growth will look like. So you're actually going to see us be a little bit more careful in fixed income. We're going to take risk off the table. We're going to manage around the duration or the length of the bonds that we have so that when, when and if interest rates do increase, we're not as affected negatively in our portfolio. And then our equities are going to be really our growth engine moving forward. I know some people are thinking, what? Risk in bonds? That's just weird. Bonds are always safe. But we've been in a 40-year declining interest rate environment, which means that if you have a bond that is older and it pays a high interest rate and newer bonds are paying lower interest rates, your bond is going up in value. But now we're at a point where interest rates are at historic lows and we know interest rates just have to go up from here. We just don't know when and we don't know by how much. But if interest rates start going up sharply and rapidly, bonds are now risky because your lower interest rate bonds are going to pay less than newer, higher interest rate bonds. And that means the value can drop. So unfortunately, bonds, which have historically been the safer investment, are not necessarily as safe as they used to be. Aaron, I think you you hit the nail on the head. And that bond discussion is something that we're going to be having in the economy for not just the next year, but probably the next couple of years overall. At the end of the day, there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives for this plan. And we'll see how they balance out. We're going to have great growth overall because there's going to be a significant amount of government spending going into the economy. We're going to see wages continue to go up, which is great for the everyday worker. But at the end of the day, this will be a catalyst for inflation. I think what Greenup Wealth Management is going to continue to look for in the economy is whether corporate earnings are going to continue to accelerate at a faster rate than inflation. At the end of the day, if that occurs, stocks will outpace inflation, bonds should be okay, and we'll have some pretty happy investors. Dan, thank you so much for that summary of how this infrastructure bill can affect the economy, our clients' lives, and their investment portfolios. For additional insight on infrastructure spending, take a listen to our previous podcast on infrastructure that we released on September 14th. For the entire team at Greenup Wealth Management, I'm Aaron Kirsch. And I'm Daniel Grulick. Thanks for investing. Greenup Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor, and the opinions expressed are our own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. 